The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready for operational excellence? Welcome to the Visual Workplace, Work That Makes Sense, where your host and visual workplace expert, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, shares powerful visual principles and practices to optimize your operations and make them safer, faster, better, and far less costly. The Visual Workplace. You can't get to excellence without it. Now, here's Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. Hi. Hi, this is Gwendolyn. I am so glad to be back. This is Gwendolyn, your host at The Visual Workplace, where we talk about letting the workplace speak. I'm so happy to be back. It's been about two and a half months. In each of our shows, we look at some aspect of how to let the workplace speak, how to embed the intelligence of our operational system into the living landscape of work through visual devices, through visual systems how to install the language of our current operational system, our operational excellence, whatever level we're on, even if we're not quite as excellent as we wish we would be or as we know we will be. And when we make that level concrete, when we embed it by using visual devices, visual mini-systems and systems, we can then literally see our system. We can see how we think. We can predict how that thinking will function. We can see the gap because the gap will be manifest because the system is embedded. We've captured it. An embedded system of excellence. (laughs) Why do we bother? Well, Obviously, for the bottom line benefits, improved safety, better quality, more aligned delivery time, shrinking costs. If you're in a hospital, better care for your patient, patients more timely, smoother operation, same thing for an office. And we get splendid cultural alignment, a spirited and engaged workforce on all levels. A lot of my work has been on the operator level, but a lot of my work, of this work, has been on the supervisory and in the corporate boardroom, visual leadership. So do not think of this only for value-add associates because we are installing a language across and throughout the entire enterprise. When we liberate information through visual information sharing, We liberate the human will, and it creates a splendidly aligned work culture. And you know what else happens? We enjoy ourselves at work. We enjoy ourselves as we are creating these systems, and we enjoy the fruits of these systems, which is process, smooth and level, which is information at our fingertips when and as we need it, the visual what, the visual when, the visual how many, the visual how, the visual who, and the visual where, which is another way of saying 5S when you say the visual where. 
enterprise becomes conscious, becomes fluid and self-aware. I have seen this. I have helped companies create it. I have seen you do this. I have seen you create it in your own work areas, in your own companies. Visuality is a powerful partner on your journey to operational excellence. It is a partner to lean. It is a partner to Kaizen and process improvement. And it is awesome. So welcome. (laughs) Welcome. Today I'm very excited about sharing with you, well, a wonderful and unexpected journey to the far side of the world, to Africa, specifically to Kenya, and sharing some of the adventures I had there, both inside factories with expert practitioners and also out in the wild, on the grasslands, the so-called savannas of Masai Mara, one of Kenya's amazing wildlife preserves. I feel very, very, very lucky. And, you know, I was thinking about this show even last night as I was walking my cat. My cat likes to be walked or likes to take me for a walk every night. His name is Merlin. He's quite magical. And I was thinking about this show, and really this show is about gratitude. It's about my gratitude for the opportunity, and it is for the, it's about the gratitude that I found in the people of Africa and the people of Kenya. But more about that in a moment. I have just a few vital, life-changing <laughs> announcements. Well, first of all, we have posted, and we're very excited about this, a video gallery on the homepage of our website, visualworkplace.com, short clips that explain visually visuality, why it's important, what it looks like in the community, what it looks like in workplaces. These aren't training segments as much as awareness segments, but they're very colorful, full of examples, and with a really cool narrative, lots and lots of examples. We will continue to post new clips every month. Right now, there's four. There's also a case study on Sears, which is very good. And we will add every month. This month, for example, in the next few days, Certainly by next week, we're going to post two clips, one on the origins of 5S in Japan and the other on how it changed when it came to the United States. There's a lot on audits. It's part of a four-part series, and we think it's very good. We think it's a real contribution. And if you think you know it all, then check it out to see if, in fact, you got some of the nuances that happened in the 1980s when I was around and 5S first came to our shores. I think it's very interesting. And I'm going to be also putting up, oh, a 10 or 15-minute piece on audits to help you kind of resurrect those audits. You know, let me say this clearly. An audit is not a sustainment tool. Even many companies, perhaps yours, is thinking of the audit as a sustainment tool and wondering why it doesn't sustain. It is a compliance mechanism. And there's a lot of push in compliance. You can't get sustainment out of push. You can't push the wool. I'm sorry. You can't push the wool over my eyes. You can't push the will into uh, sustaining something. It is always a pull system. It is always uh, a decision to say yes instead of a compliance issue. So uh, at that time, please stay tuned to that video gallery. We'll announce it, of course, on the show and through our various um, newsletters and announcements that we send out monthly. And there's more excitement. Are you a member of Visual Thinking, Inc.? It's free. You just sign up on our website. And this month in October, all members 
will get free access without any charge whatsoever to the first module of my online training system work that makes sense, operator-led visuality. This is a $500 value. You have it for the month. You can use it to look at. You can use it to train. This is a great opportunity. It's also a chance for you to look at this remarkable system on how do you get your operators, your value-add associates to recreate their workplace visually so that they become visual thinkers and they solve their problems visually. But wait, there's more, because for the month of October, all members get a 50% discount on the entire system. This is really incredible, but our marketing group came up with it. They want to do it for their own reasons, and I don't even get a yes in it. I just get a hooray, good, yeah, let's, let's do it. Normally, the system is $4,850 for October. It's $2,425. That is half off. And I want to tell you, this system sold two years ago for $14,000. Many of you bought it, but the, the world moved forward, and our team here at Visual Thinking, Inc. learned some new ways, some new technology. They recreated the system. Of course, I had a hand in it. It was a lot of work. Wonderful new narrative new material, improved hugely, and we pass that benefit on to you. Check out Module 1. You'll see what I mean in terms of quality. And then we hope you'll consider getting the system while it is at 50% off. What can I say? They wanted it, and my job is to say yes. And I said yes, yes. And if you're not a member, just join. It's automatic. Once you join, it'll be in your account, and you can watch it at will. We hope that you take advantage. Details are on our website, or you can call us at 503-233-1784 at the office, 503-233-1784. That's at Visual Thinking, Inc. and the Visual Lean Institute, or email us at radio at visualworkplace.com. Please look at this. This is a kind of once in a lifetime. I've never seen it before, and I hope you take advantage. All members, and it's free. So let us go to Africa. Africa, not anywhere on my thought or imagination horizon. I had been there when I was in my 20s. I had hitchhiked to Morocco. I was with a traveling buddy, Rosemarie Tomlinson, an Australian, who was on her third year in Europe. When the Australians leave uh, your, uh, their, their home continent and travel, they travel for the rest of their lives in five years. So they, she had five years. She was in her third year. We met at the Florence uh, Hostel. Just happened to be a sign. I'm looking for a hitchhiking partner. And I raised my hand. And we became, of course, very good friends. We've stayed in touch over the years. She was very experienced at what was then called auto stop, something that you don't want to do anymore, but something that we did when I was in my 20s. And that's how I got to Africa the first time. We went to Morocco. We had an incredible time. That's a story for another day. 20 years later, I took a trip to Egypt Uh, still on a very tight budget, and it was simply astonishing. Abu's symbol in the moonlight. Oh, I tell you, wow, a a heart stopper. But these are stories for another time and another part of Africa. But then this summer, I got an invite to keynote at the 11th annual Kaizen Conference in Nairobi. What a surprise. I said yes. 
it was a joint event between CAM, Kenya Association of Manufacturers, and the Kaizen Institute of Kenya. And that institute, and I'm going to say a bit more about this, that institute has roots with Kaizen in India. There are a number of Kaizen institutes throughout the world based on the work of uh, Masaki Imai, his book Kaizen. Um, let's see, Key to Japanese Success, I believe, is the Kota title. At any rate, through the marvelous organization of the leader of Kaizen India, two leaders, Vinod Grover and his splendid business partner, Jayanth Murthy, wonderful gentleman, they, ha- they entered Kenya about 20 years ago. I had met both of these gentlemen several years ago when they invited me to Pune, India for a similar event. And I'm going to tell you more after our first break. So I'll be here when you get back. See you in a minute. America Business Network. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, Visual Edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You're listening to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense, with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5790. 472-5790 or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com Now, back to the program. Hi, welcome back to the second half of the Visual Workplace today when we're talking about Kenya 
Magical People, Magical Skies. I'm on the Magical People part and the Magical Thinking as well. I'm talking about the conference that I was invited to keynote in Kenya in September. Quite a surprise. I said yes immediately, not even not thinking about anything except, gee, I've never wanted to go to, in, to Africa. Honest to goodness, the thought in my mind was, gee, I never wanted to go to Africa. Well, why not? Let's go. I never thought about it. This is the ignorance of an American not being drawn to the very cradle of our civilization, of our existence here. But at any rate, I found myself there. And I found myself in the wonderfully capable hands of Mr. Vinod Grover and his business development principal VP, uh, Jayanth Murthy, both excellent, excellent thinkers and excellent contributors. This is what they contributed. They went to a country that had just been a country for 20 years. Kenya became a republic in 1962, and they went, well, it was about the year, um, it was in the late 90s. And they went there when there was really, to speak of, not much infrastructure, no manufacturing base to speak of. There was the beginnings, just a vision and a possibility, and they began their work through Kaizen, through the paradigm we call Kaizen. And they have created so much benefit. Process improvement, Kaizen, suggestion systems, and of course 5S. And how many times during that conference, that two-day conference, did I hear you cannot alter your results KPIs, you can only improve your process KPIs. There's great wisdom there. If you think about it, you can't change your results, your on-time delivery, your cost, your quality, results KPIs, you can only improve the process that kicks those up. How many times did I hear that? But I didn't just hear it from uh, Mr. Grover and Mr. Murty. I heard it from everyone. And what I saw was evidence as well. Actually, Mr. Murty was, uh, was called away, but he was there in spirit. He's a very, very fine fellow. These, these folks have huge hearts. Remember, the show really is about gratitude, the gratitude that I found and the gratitude that I feel. Very serious practitioners, and I saw evidence, the evidence of simple, of a simple, powerful truth, an essential principle of excellence applied over and over and over again. And always with a unique company twist. Some of the presenters, for example, I just want to give you a taste, Ubank, which is a solar plant panel manufacturer with roots in Holland. The podium was held by Haju Cooper, who's the MD, but joined by Bernard Gachuma and Martin Mutinda. And they are very, very into Tayana Japanese-style suggestion system that focuses on how many ideas did you implement as compared to uh, how many have you uh, thought of. The idea, and, and they call the person who has the idea the proposer, not the suggester. And as one of the speakers from Ubank pointed out, after all, you don't suggest marriage, you propose it. 
<laughs> and whoever proposes an improvement idea is also responsible for implementing it. How many tayens, how many suggestions, how many proposals did you implement this month? And they have implemented many. That's a cornerstone of their own process improvement efforts. And unbelievably, there was Kariki, I want to say this correct, Kariki Farms, meeting the flower demands of Europe, 1,200 employees, most of them out in the fields, but they're not really employees, they're actually called value adders. And as we learned in that presentation, and I quote, Innovation is easy. Maintaining standards is difficult. Eunice Munga, <clears throat> sorry, I should have practiced these names in the quiet of uh, before the show began. Eunice Buga, who is the group HR manager, was joined on the po- podium by co-founder Richard Fernandez and Josephine Carrega. And we learned there you really have to believe, and I'm quoting, Believe in your value adders. You have to trust them, recognize them, and appreciate them. Of course, we all agree. By the way, this is all written up in our newsletter article of last week with a a wonderful picture, which I'll mention in a moment. And then there was Connix, who was headed by Nihil Shah. And he revealed two keys to creating a culture, and this is important for Kenya, of entrepreneurs. The company is constantly focused on developing entrepreneurs. And at Connex, what they do is they gamify the work. They set daily, weekly, and quarterly wins. But they set it not as KPIs, but as scores, as wins. And they go after them with great appetite. And the second is reading, reading books. Reading books is a core value for this company, personally and for corporate growth, everyone reads from the same book list. They read together. They read in order. They share and apply what's on the page. Everyone learns. The company grows, as does everyone who works in it. It's a wonderful, simple, and I will tell you, low-cost, high-impact way to create a learning organization. Think about it for yourself. Another wonderful presentation was by Okima Ohizua, who was executive director um, I beg your pardon, I'm going to correct that. Okaima. Okaima. <clears throat> I had difficulty with that name, and I promised to get it right, so I did on my second try. Okaima Ohizua, who is the executive director and custom of customer service for the Hilton Group in Africa. And she gave a presentation with, that was just spectacular. She said the problem is with beginning an improvement journey again is she faced a wall of been there, done that, got the t-shirt, so what? And she was helping people in room service and housekeeping and engineering improve their work by helping them see their work differently visually. She did some marvelous visuals. In the laundry, for example, A simple thing of separating linens into color-coded bags cut down that task by half. Instead of taking five hours, it took two and a half hours. And by the way, Miss Hosea Okaima has promised to send me a photo of those bags. And when she does, we will share it with you in the newsletter and on our website. And Sin Resins also presented an ABM 
all of the presenters at this excellent conference, presenters and listeners as well. Such a strong mix of GMs and MDs and CEOs and lots of team leaders and value-add associates. It was so amazing. I spent the whole second day with them. It was so amazing to feel the hearts of these people reach out as though they were minds, wanting and eager for new knowledge. And, and you know, th- this is an economy that now has a very strong base. And I am sure that the work of the Kaizen Institute in Kenya and in India, because the principles are there, has made a huge impact. And also the work of KAM, the Kenya Association of Manufacturers. I would I would like to give a shout out to two, uh, three other people, Veronica and her colleague from Nigeria, Vicky. These were wonderful young women who were, were like sponges of knowledge. They wanted to learn. This was their first encounter with visuality as a system. They thought it was just a bunch of point solutions. And suddenly they understood this is a system of thinking. I can teach it. I can learn it. I can help pe- other people learn it. And I'm going to be able to see it and build on it. They got it. They just got it. Bingo. And I would be remiss if I didn't point out another most amazing personage of the many that I met at this conference, Evelyn Wambui Yora. She's the MD of Extra Dimensions, an event company in Nairobi, whose success is assured because of this woman, Evelyn. She was new to Kaizen, and everybody in the room knew it because she asked many, many questions, very entrepreneurial, very insistent. She tore up the tarmac with her insistence on not just an answer, but an answer that satisfied her. It was love at first question for me. It was fantastic. Hearing these conference speakers and getting to know the people who attended, who participated with their minds and their hearts, it was a stretch for me to consider Kenya a developing country. These companies that I saw were acute in their understanding of Kaizen, of process improvement, results KPI, process KPI, and the people side of their success. It was dazzling. Their understanding was world-class and their application is quickly approaching that. So I want to encourage you to see more in our September 23rd newsletter. It includes a group photo, and you will see Miss Evelyn Yora on the far right squeezing in yet another penetrating question for keynote speaker Professor Batangay Demo from the University of Nairobi. She is there. He's trying to smile at the camera, and she's getting a, she's getting a question it lobbed. She has lobbed a question. (laughs) It's wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful spirit and wonderful results. Hmm? I am so grateful to have had the opportunity to meet these fine people who seem to live in gratitude themselves. That's the thing about this country. This country is young, it's excited, and it recognizes the gifts that it has been given and the gifts that it wants to give. Very, very beautiful. There's much for us to learn from these countries, from Kenya in particular, because of this spirit of newness and of readiness. So, you know what? We're going into our second break, and when we come back, I will bring you into the other part of Kenya that I had the privilege of experiencing, and that is the Wildlife Preserve Mara Masai and my adventures there with the 
elephants and lions and wildebeests and cheetahs and giraffes. Just totally amazing. I got to tell you about this, and I'll see you in a minute. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, welcome back. This is the third segment of our show today at the Visual Workplace. We are talking about Kenya, magical people, magical skies. So I just kind of shared with you my impressions, what I saw about the strong gains that Kenyan companies had achieved in Kaizen, in moving towards operational excellence, thanks to the great work of the Kaizen Institute under the leadership of Vinod Grover and Jayant Murthy. I'm very, very impressed by these men and by their accomplishments and by the response of Kenyan companies. I've seen similar 
responses in India when I'm invited there. I believe I'm going in November to do a couple of events for these gentlemen. I'm so very impressed. And by the way, if there are any AME board members out there, I want to encourage you to invite these people to present at the National Conference, APEX, and the other present the other big organizations that have presenters. Reach out to these companies and reach out to these countries. They love us and they want to learn from us, but there is a great deal that we can learn from them. So my time in Nairobi was over, and now I had a little bit of R&R, and I was completely unprepared for what I was about to experience. I got on a plane in a <laughs> airport with a tarmac, and I landed on dirt in the wildlife preserve. I, we were met by a guide. Daniel Ole Swart, our expert Maasai warrior guide, 31 years old. He had been a guide for about three years. He went to school for two years to learn how to be a guide. Part of his learning was the behavior of animals. He knew the behavior intuitively, but now he was responsible for <coughs> sharing that, at, that behavior with people who wanted the experience that he had had his whole life. And by the way, I traveled with my esteemed editor, Aurelia Navarro, who simply jumped at the chance of going. I had gotten the invite, and I called her. I said, Aurelia, look, this is happening. And I just said, just off the cuff, hey, you want to go? And she jumped right through the phone and said, yes. (laughs) She's an intrepid traveler, and she's a great traveling companion because she does all the research. And then she just tells me like a tour guide, this is what's happening here and that because I'm busy doing my work or getting ready for companies or just sleeping and recovering from very, very strong work I do in factories. So we've traveled together quite a bit, but I tell you, Aurelia did herself in preparing for this particular trip, and I'm so grateful. We had a magical journey in the African wild. And by the way, it was arranged for us by Tina Dodia of Magical Skies, Kenya. Please be in touch with this woman. She treated us as though we were her only customer. We got the royal treatment. We were transported around Nairobi on the way to the airport, on the way back. We were taken care of completely for all of our transitions, and it was extremely affordable, really affordable. MagicalSkies.com, go to Kenya or just uh, write to Tina. I believe her address is at Yahoo. I'll look at it uh, during the break. Yeah, here it is. Tina Dodia, D-O-D-H-I-A at gmail.com. She has, maybe that's the address that, that she gives to me because we've become, uh, I don't know, friends, you could say. I've become her uh, biggest fan. I'm, I'm just so grateful for the time that she showed us lots and lots of wonderful things. So we land in this dirt airport and there's about five or six stops in the preserves that are like this. They're just a landing strip and there is a, a tiny little a stone shack or stone, I should say, building. It's not a shack. It's a very, very nicely constructed building where the official uh, sits. We were picked up in a Range Rover by Daniel 
and we were taken to the so-called camp. Well, I wonder what this camp was going to be like. Well, put the word luxury in front of the word camp and you have more of a feel of it. There were great meals cooked by an executive chef, manicured grounds, shady trees, sparkling waters, a breeze that was balmy day or night. It was not hot. And honestly, I never saw a mosquito. Not once. We were there in September. The room, a luxurious tent, I suppose you could call it, but it had a permanent built-in bathroom. This, this is in our newsletter. It was beautiful. Built-in bathroom. It kind of looked tenty, and the walls were made out of canvas with about eight windows going around this massive space and mosquito nets that were draped. It looked like a fairyland. It was pure heaven. It was a luxury tent. I want one instead of my house. It was. And I don't think I've ever had a better night's sleep, safe and yet surrounded by the mystery of what is, what is for me Africa. It was incredible. And at the crack of dawn, Daniel was there, ready to take us out on the savanna in his Range Rover. Our pursuit wild animals in their habitat and I mean wild and I mean their habitat they were everywhere moving into their day as dawn broke a lion as close to me as the door in this office where I am now sitting elephant rhino cheetah water buffalo and gazelle of all variety and giraffes giraffes first one what a treat then two, and then on the last day, there was a group of seven. But, you know, <laughs> we were in the Range Rover, which has an open roof. And, you know, we're just going, we're actually on our way to the airport. And I look, for some reason, Daniel is stopping, I don't know why. And I look out the window to my left, and all I see are knees. I had, didn't even know they were there. They were the knees of the giraffes at the height of my my passenger seat, and then I looked up through the, the hole in the roof, and there was the rest of the giraffe. I looked at him, he looked at me, and he took off at a trot. <laughs> we have a clip of, my, of these giraffes on the last day uh, connected to the newsletter, and you'll be able to find that on our website, visualworkplace.com. Just go to the newsletter and, and click through on Magical Skies, Magical People, Magical Skies. So I've got more to tell you, but we have to go into our last break, and there'll be time for me to tell you about the wildebeest and, um, and the elephants. Okay, I'll be here when you get back. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Are you ready to bring the power of the visual workplace to your company? Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, is available to help you harness and maximize that power. With nearly 30 years of hands-on experience, Dr. Galsworth shows you how through in-house seminars, site assessments, total company conversions, keynotes, coaching, and consulting. Learn about visuality through our books, DVDs, on-demand webinars, visual edge learning packages, and a host of other teaching materials. Enroll in the Visual Lean Institute and get trained and licensed as an instructor or QMI affiliate in any of our nine core visual workplace courses. 
Keep your visual workplace going and growing. Visit our website at visualworkplace.com to learn more about workplace visuality, our products and services, and when Gwendolyn will be presenting near you. That website again is visualworkplace.com. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense with Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to radio at visualworkplace.com. Now, back to the program. Hi, welcome back. This is Gwendolyn Galsworth, your host at the Visual Workplace. And this is our last segment of the show today, Kenya Magical People, Magical Skies. And I am in the wild part of our discussion. (laughs) So here we are, as dawn is breaking, finding these wild animals as in their natural habitat, actually finding them because, of course, they're always on the move and they are roaming and having their natural lives. I'll get, I'll talk more about that in just a moment. And we're encountering these animals, encountering these animals, some of which I've never seen even on a video, let alone in the zoo, let alone close enough for me to um, hear their breath, completely untamed and in the natural and these animals have grown so used to us tourists staring at them, clicking our cameras, that they're totally at ease. There is a photograph in, uh, in, in the photographs that I present in the newsletter that shows a lioness walking within, I would say, two feet, maybe 30 inches of one of the vehicles where the tourists were. And these, the, you know, there are these sightings so that um, the tour guides are all connected by radio and they say hey there's a lion over here there's a family of elephants over there and we all show up every now and again a lot actually a lot with Daniel he found secret things and we we were the only vehicle around the only Range Rover but sometimes there were 20 or 30 rounded up looking at this event and the animals could have cared less they they simply it was as though we were not there. So, of course, I said to Daniel, 
<clears throat> I said, hey, can I just step out? Do you, you know, they seem to be completely at ease. I'd like to just see what happens. And he said, I'll tell you what'll happen. You'll be lunch. You'll be lunch in moments. And I thought, wow, it's so easy to forget that that lion over yonder has brought down a water buffalo for breakfast. And he's moving lazily now because he's, his belly is full and he's ready for his nap. The ground was not our kingdom but theirs. It is the kingdom of these wild animals. And what a privilege to be able to see them. To see the, a rhino for heaven's sakes. Are you kidding? And to feel the fierceness of this beast and his density. There's something around, about the rhino in particular for me really chilled me because it was I couldn't I couldn't sense any any presence there except some kind of ancient mystery. Hmm? And Daniel, he but he's a Maasai warrior, and by the way, the title warrior is reserved for Maasai men who have killed a lion by themselves. So he can't be a warrior unless he has killed a lion. Hunted and killed a lion solo. Daniel, Daniel Swart, what a sweet and, and open soul. And his English was excellent. And he, he was always on his cell phone. He, he showed me how to use my iPhone. I was having some trouble. He was completely of, of the two worlds. And he brought us to the Morrow River to see something that I hadn't heard of until I landed in, in Mara Masai. And that is the migration of the wildebeest. These huge, they're kind of like steer. They're configured in a particular way and they're silver colored. And there's two and a half million of them that migrate across the river every September. I didn't know that when I was invited. But they're looking for better grazing and they have to cross a river. And the river is infested with crocodiles. The this was just so many words for me. People kept talking about the migration, the migration. And then one day, Daniel saw this rise of dust in the distance and he said, there. And we rode for about three miles and we saw thousands upon thousands upon thousands of wildebeest plunging into the river and rampaging across. The crocs had evidently already had dinner when we arrived because... No wildebeest was taken down by one. They were sleeping. We could see them sleeping on the banks along with probably 12 or 15 hippopotamus that looked like small islands. And while we were watching the scene, this mammoth bull elephant appeared on the other bank and came out. I included a picture of this as well. Came out of the trees like like. Dr. Lothario emerging from the eighth dimension. It was like, what the heck is this? If any of you are Buckaroo Banzai fans. And there was this massive bull elephant. It was breathtaking. Filming with gratitude, awe, down on my knees, thankful. And what was even more astonishing if I can tell you about this, is that we watched these wildebeest hurl themselves across the river, jumping through this river that was probably about 100 feet wide, not very wide, but about 100 feet wide, rampaging through. 
Thousands upon thousands were behind us, running across the plain. Zebras were mixed in with them as well. And then suddenly it stopped. Stopped on the dime. Just stopped. Even though there were thousands upon thousands more wildebeest on the plains waiting to make the crossing. It stopped. Who told them to stop? They all stopped at exactly the same time. They stopped. The river emptied. The running stopped. We stayed for about another 10 or 15 minutes. It didn't resume. The wildebeest simply walked back on this side of the river. On, that side of, on the other side of the river, they kept going. Some unseen signal. It's just astonishing. I want to tell you a little bit about Daniel and then a little bit about the elephant orphanage in the time that I have left. So Daniel, our Maasai guide, 31 years old, but he is a native of a thousand years of nomadic tribal tradition. And he and his tribe recently rebuilt their village into something that was more permanent because, you know, nomads create temporary structures. But they decided they wanted to stay where the schools were. They had built some schools, the government had built some schools, schools for their children and schools for themselves. Everyone speaks English and very well. They are expert at the care and feeding of cows. The Maasai declare that all the cows in the world are under their care. Cows. Cows provide the Maasai with everything, including, this was interesting, it was hard to wrap my mind around this, including warm blood for breakfast taken directly from the vein of a living animal. They know how to do this. Without causing pain to the cow, they drink the blood directly out of the cow. They mix it with milk. I understand they mix it with milk. I don't have that part quite straight in my mind, but the milk also comes from the cow. The cow is the very center of their, li- their life. No harm, no, no hurt. These people are expert. And dairy farmers of the world, if you are listening, call yourself lucky if you can get advice on your cattle from these deeply attuned people. Deeply attuned. I have traveled pretty widely in my short young life, but I can tell you, it will be months, no, it will be years before I can wrap my mind and my heart around everything that happened during this first visit. And it is the same with Kenya and its growing economy. I was amazed and inspired by what I saw there. And as importantly by what I felt, I felt this gratitude. The life in Kenya felt fresh and sweet, ingenuous, new but also ingenious, entrepreneurial, rare and to go. Everyone is an entrepreneur. The level of contribution is everywhere. People are hungering for work, and if you don't give them a job, they will make one. The roads of Nairobi were overflowing with this spirit. I saw the beginnings of a car wash. Again, I included the picture. It says car wash, and here's a guy who's making his business out of washing cars alongside of the road. He's looking for a way to enter into the dream. Roadside markets of potted plants for miles upon miles tended by my grandmother, your grandmother, 93 years old. She's watching the pots. That's her job. There's no such thing as retirement. There's only the excitement of being in life. And yes, I recognize I'm not naive. I recognize the struggle of this struggling economy. And I also recognize the intolerable traffic The Chinese built a lot of Nairobi's roads, a lot. But I tell you, the traffic is the worst I've seen. Aurelia was stalled for an hour and a half trying to get to the airport for our flight. (laughs) I was already there hearing about it and hearing from the Delta 
counter that she was going to miss her flight if she didn't show up in the next 19 minutes, 15 minutes, 9 minutes she showed up. It was hair-raising. And on the day that I left, that afternoon, we visited the David Sheldrick Elephant Orphanage, currently the home of 56 baby elephants abandoned because they had either fallen into a waterhole, which just happens, or their mothers had been slain for their tusks. This unspeakable, despicable business. There's a lot in Kenya and in China that is moving against that. That's about to come to a roaring and it's almost... It's almost under control. It's, you know, it's an uneven economy and people don't exactly get greedy, but they do get on the wrong track. This remarkable charity cares for these foundlings. They have to care for them for five to ten years, nonstop, day after day. If you're looking for a charitable donation to give to, this is a worthy one. Sheldrick Wildlife Trust, the Elephant Orphanage in Nairobi. These baby elephants need to be fed on human infant formula. They can't drink milk. Milk will literally kill them. They get diarrhea and their lives just disappear. And this this formula is expensive. It's imported from the UK. If you own a formula company, make a donation of 50 million tons of infant formula for this wonderful charity taking care of these wonderful baby elephants. Some of them are large because they're going to be there from wherever they're found, whatever age, for five to ten years until they are released back into the wild. They're not put into zoos. They're simply not lost. They are kept with us. And I included a picture of a little guy who arrived a few months ago with a broken foot, you can see that it's being healed, and a hole in his forehead. This is a hole that's like two inches deep. He's doing okay, but you look at him and you say, oh my God, this precious creature. We care so much about life, do we not? And this precious creature has been saved. He's been saved, and, and it's because we are making amends for the harm that some others of us are doing. How often have we heard it said that people are the most important resource? You know, it's a cliche, it's a little suspect, but it applies exactly to the Kenyan people. Kenyans have hearts as wide as their magical skies and a sincere wish to participate in the growth of their country. No matter that Nairobi, without a doubt, has the worst traffic I've ever encountered, including Mumbai and Shanghai combined. No matter that the disparity between the middle class and the poor is as wide as the rich and the poor in the United States. Kenya is going somewhere, somewhere excellent. The people of Kenya are going into their hard-won future. They want to be there. There's a victory waiting. There's a victory waiting. I can already see it. I can feel it. And I'm full of gratitude. Full of gratitude for this wonderful privilege. I know it's a privilege. And it's been a privilege also for me to share it with you. Please look at our newsletter. There are pictures there. If you want more, I've got probably another 500. Happy to share this. Deeply in my heart, Kenya has had a big impact on me. Thank you very much. I had a wonderful time with you today. This is Gwendolyn Galsworth. I'm signing off. Let the workplace speak.
appreciate your joining us this week for The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense. Please tune in for another episode next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, featuring your host, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, on the Voice America Business Channel. Thanks again for listening. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america business channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit voiceamericabusiness.com the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit voiceamerica.com the views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the voice america talk radio network its staff and management